what do you do to cleanse your palate between? I, mean, I usually lick my underarm. <laughs> Kenny has the most sensitive <laughs> sensitive palate when it comes to eating things beforehand. Jeez. Hello, and welcome to episode 106 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We are your hosts, Kenny, Caleb, and Anthony. What's going on, fellas? Hey, how's it going? I'm glad to be back. What's up, guys? How are you all? Uh, we got a good trio going here. Uh, back at it again for the second week in a row. Um, it's a nice Friday, and we're on the cusp of a very important music festival here in Lexington, but... As I'm sitting here and looking across directly across the table from me, Kenny, do you see this? Caleb's shirt. Oh my god. Caleb, come on, man. Hey. You gotta bring it. What are you doing over it's there? It's the queen, man. It's the queen. So the queen. it's Britney Spears. Uh, obviously not being a visual medium here. We got yeah. we got Caleb wearing a Britney Spears t shirt. You are a uh, full support. Full support. You're you're a confident man. I'm very confident. <laughs> I'm glad she broke free. If she wants to wear her hair buzzed, that's all fine. But she brought it all back. Yeah. She's in a better mental state. Do you remember that when she had the umbrella and was like, "Oh yeah, there was a she was exposed too." You do you remember that, Kenny, or not? Poor girl. Hey, you know what? She's uh, she brought it all back together. She's in way better shape than Kanye is. So I'm, no, that's true. That's true, right? And I guess in the mental health hierarchy, which we're not poking fun at mental health, yeah. Brittany has come out on top. She's 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 looking good now. Absolutely. Compared. But yeah, man, I got to give you a lot of credit for wearing that. So as I'm I'm thinking about Britney and thinking about what's what's happening this weekend, I can't help but think about music festivals in general and concerts in general. So mm. there's been another time, I think it's when we talked about concerts on the mashup when I was with Stephen and Michael. But um, I'm just wondering, gentlemen, like what's your experience with music festivals? Well, for a festival, the only one I've actually ever been to for a true festival is actually Ichthus. Like when my kids were younger. Same. Okay, uh, I've been well, to several concerts so if you as far as a if you festival. If you don't know Ichthus is. What is Ichthus here? So here in Kentucky, I grew up more. basically all my childhood. Wilmore? I, I spent mm-hmm. Wilmore. Yeah, so if you go Wilmore, if you go down Harrodsburg Road, yep. which is not far from here in general, uh, you drive straight down, you get to Wilmore, and then take a ride. And it's basically between Wilmore and Danville, and it's just out in this open I don't know, probably about like 20, 30 acre field. Something like a big field, huh? Yeah, big field. All kinds of There's about like four artists. or five, I mean, sta- four like or five stages. You have like Screamo music. Yeah, you have like Skillet. Like for real. Really? No, yeah, no, yeah. Well, no, Screamo, Screamo. Oh, yeah, Screamo, Screamo. And then you had Skillet and then just skillet, traditional Christian music like, and um, R&B. And Toby Mac. Everything, yeah. Uh, really? Had, uh, yeah. Switchfoot. All kinds of people come out there. No way. So this is like, like, a, like how many years is this still running? No, is this like, it's, it's they've tried to re- for several years. They now. tried to revamp it for like the last three or four years. Tried to move it to the horse park, but it, it had like a, a real big following when it was out in Walmart for like, yeah, 15, 20 years. Something wow. Like that. That's pretty amazing. So you're talking about the outdoor festival. I'll tell you guys about an outdoor festival that I got to go to. I'm trying to think, remember the year of it. I think this was probably like 2004 or 2005. I got to go to the Latrobe the the Rolling Rock Beer Festival in Latrobe, and that headliners were were like Outcast and Godsmack and stuff oh, wow. like yeah, that. So lit. it was it was yeah. awesome. But <laughs> I'm gonna hear about concerts here in a second. But I have to tell you guys. So in the middle of Outcast like set, if you want to call it that, right? They're just rocking it, and this is the, uh, the height of their popularity. Some guy climbs the tower next to the stage. There's always one person that's too drunk, right? And drunk high, whatever he was. 
He goes up this tower on the side of the stage while Outcast and Bill set the guy. It was Andre, I think, stops. And he's like, hey, man. He's like, hold on, hold on. He's like, he's like, hey, why don't you jump? <laughs> yeah, he's like, why don't you jump? And then, like, it was a whole ordeal. They had to, like, shut down the Dang. festival for a second, right? Jeez. And um, it, it was pretty crazy. But the thing that really struck me about it is being a Rolling Rock beer festival in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. And you had, like, a limit of three beers. Wow. And we were like too dumb to have pre-drank for this thing because, you know, we, we went and stayed with a friend. It was, uh, went there with my buddy and outdoor music festivals goes, that's probably the biggest and craziest one I've ever been well, to. I would think like three beer minimum. Yeah. Right. You'd think three beer minimum, but it's wow. like, that's the maximum. Yeah. It was like the max. And it was, that, wow. that led to a really weird atmosphere, so but like, it's was really it, good music. Was it craft beer or is it just all domestic? No, it was just rolling rock. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. The funniest thing was when Outcast was finishing up, Godsmack was on next. You talk yeah. about a contrast, right? The right. Godsmack fans like pushed toward the stage and were like trying to beat up the Outcast fans, and like the mosh pit got a little crazy during Godsmack. It was kind of crazy. It was a lot of fun, but okay. Hmm. So not to to steal the spotlight here. What are what's the best concert you ever been to? Uh, I went. To, I mean, like my latest concert was actually an incredibly fun one. I'm not gonna say it's the best. It was Paul Cawthon at Manchester Music Hall. Okay. Uh, shout out to Manchester and Adam Hatton. Those guys do a lot of good work down there. And yeah. They're really good artists. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what style of music I'm, is that? I'm not familiar. He is like a kid rock meets a Hank Williams Jr. Oh, meets wow. a little bit of psychedelic meets a little bit. Of, it's it's a it was an incredible. It was a great performance. Oh, uh, man. He does a really he's, he's a really good showman. Best one might be we went to Louisville, I guess, Yum Center. It yeah. was like it was 80s rock, like like the old school band. But no, I mean, this has just been like eight to ten years ago but yeah. it was like the old school 80s bands and i even forgot who they were like motley crew I, I listen to music but I'm not, yeah i mean it was <laughs> yeah, the, the most recent one i've been to and it's probably one of my more favorite ones i've been to was the chris stapleton concert at uh, kroger field oh nice yeah it got delayed for like over a year they were supposed to have it during covid um okay it was like supposed to happen in 2020 and then they pushed it back for another year and they yeah show crow opened and then willie nelson came on and when during willie was willie was killing it he was uh, brought out his old guitar that yeah. we've all been like been all ripped up and stuff from didn't over bro, the years. Didn't bro just turn ninety years old, Willie? Yeah, oh, dude, that's crazy. It, he like he was like thirty. <laughs> he was like thirty or forty minutes late. Just they rolled him out on stage. And he's out there. Hey, dude, he's there out for lunch. Yeah, right. everyone. Dude, is a preservative. So <laughs> much weed at that concert, dude. Oh I, my god! I can't tell you how many police officers came into the stands and were just ripping people out of the stands <laughs> because they were just openly smoking. <laughs> weed yeah. in the middle of the concert and like as a oh, no fly man. zone in kroger field so there's like i got i saw probably about 15 20 people get pulled out of the stage oh that's amazing yeah i'd have to say that like i mean that those sound amazing and probably i'm a little dated with this one because i did i think the last concert i saw was probably the food fighters prior to taylor hawkins passing which was yeah. cool i got to see them at rup but um live music nothing beat this one year we were in detroit at meadowbrook music festival we'll probably never called that anymore we got to see oasis before they broke up uh, you know like the brit pop band and that was just an amazing time i mean i don't yeah. nobody was sober for like two days so it was a lot of fun but um yeah there's good concert memories unfortunately we didn't have any shout outs this week uh, but gentlemen do you have anybody you'd like to shout out oh uh, yeah shout out i'll give a shout out to julius santanae at Omasaki Sushi and Saki Bar. My wife and I went 
Gosh, probably a month ago now, and I can't quit thinking about that sushi. Oh, really? It's so freaking, it's so good. Nothing but love for him. I I ran a bourbon raffle in one of these groups for to help out one of my kids on my team, and he was one of the first ones to jump in. So nothing but love for that. Oh, I I didn't know that. Awesome. Yeah, no, he's. I always see his name in there when I see because it says you know Edward Julius Sultani. I always go the juice. I'm always thinking that. So that's cool. I got to get over and check. He's down on High Street, right at uh, like Euclid and High Street. Okay. Um, it's made fresh, fresh, as in super fresh. I love that. So we love the impromptu shout outs, but I also want to let our community know if you would like to hear a shout out, uh, please um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook and we'll give you a shout out next time we record. So gentlemen, um, the bottle that we have today is inspired by this festival that is kicking off tomorrow in Lexington, Kentucky, which is the Railbird 2023 Music Festival. Yes, what we have tonight is the Penelope Architect Series for Railbird. Uh, it is 110 proof. It is non-age stated, but uh, it's a blend of uh, between seven to nine-year-old uh, bourbons. Um, and it is bottled in 2023 right for this festival just in time. Nice cork pop. Yes, sir. And uh, this is one of eight or nine uh, single barrels picked for the Railbird this year. Nice. And it's nice that we get to try it a day before everybody else does. And what is uh, the MSRP on that guy? This is $79.99. Okay. I to mention it's, a, it's a pretty slick bottle look to it, too. Um, it's, a, it's like all the other Penelope's. Uh, if you look at it and you think, oh, it looks like an Eagle Rare bottle, it probably is. It's got some, it's got some weight to it, too, more like an E.H. Taylor bottle. But uh, it's definitely it's it's definitely really slick. It's, it's got a basic uh, label to it. It's blue with a big old P on the front of it. It's blue and white, baby. Blue and white. Our favorite colors here Absolutely. in Lexington. There you go. Go Cats. And so when you're looking at that bottle, um, the people that are, are familiar with Penelope are probably used to seeing right now the Penelope Rio <laughs> bottle. That's blown up. On the, the secondary stage. market, Huge. right? That Penelope Rio bottle is one of what's it aged in Ambarana and uh, no, honey cask. It's a uh, honey and Colombian or honey and something. It's not Ambarana. Oh, I thought it was Brazilian. My bad. Well, it, even if it is or isn't, I just know that it's all over the place right now. And so, for those of you who have seen that bottle and you've seen that color combination of the bottle, Penelope has a whole lot of different color combinations. We we actually did an episode. With Penelope, I think they're four grain. Um, when I was doing an episode with Michael and Steven back in the day, and uh, we really liked it. I remember that, but we were all looking at the name Penelope too. Did you guys know that the Penelope name comes from? I think it's one of the founder's daughters. Is yeah, that correct? Um, and it is actually Ambarana finish. So you are correct. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay, I was thinking there you of something go. else, but yeah, it is. So it's actually honey though in Ambarana. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was Mike and Danny, I guess, are the two main guys. But yeah, Mike's Mike's daughter, uh, I guess they uh, were expecting a, uh, the first child in 2018, I believe is when it yeah, was. Yep. And we named her Penelope, and that's where the name came from. That's so, pretty slick. I remember thinking, like, that's a really good reason and way to name name a bourbon company. I can think of 100, more, 100 million more reasons why it's a, a good name, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for those of you who are following the bourbon news, you may have seen that recently Penelope sold to MGP slash Luxco for... Which is, which is their own distillate. Which is their own distillate. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, so, hey, uh, you can have our distillate. Oh, but wait, can we buy that back from you since you're doing so well? <laughs> right. Talk about brand building t- toward the American dream in bourbon. Like, oh, there's yeah. no better example yeah. than what, what just went down with Penelope. Yeah. Great and, guys, though, man. I met them actually during this pick. Oh, nice. Um, and just really, yeah, really you, hospital you guys. You did this pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanna, we're going to hear more about that here in a second. I want to hear all about how this pick came to be. 
uh, because I think that's important for our listeners to know that you had a hand in this, uh, Mr. Kenny. Yes, so, yeah, man, but Penelope, talk about the American dream. What would you do right now if you built a bourbon brand and somebody said, we'll just, we'll buy it, we'll give you a hundred and whatever, three million in guaranteed cash? Uh, <laughs> would you retire? Would you keep working? I would uh, turn around and start building another brand yeah, instead yeah, and would, just would, see if it happens uh, again. I would yeah. sell it and then definitely try to go to premium. Because if you're, if you're working with this stuff, you're working with low age and like four or five years old and you sell it and start over with something oh, yeah. else that you can get your hand in with high age. Well, I think that's what they, I don't know if they're going to continue to work on the brand. Does I need to find know? out. Yeah. yeah. I need to, I'm very curious to find out what, like, I'm a, I don't know if they're on for a year, two years, three years, what they're doing, if they're still the ones yeah. on the ground doing all of, you know, all of the work. I mean, cause they're in, I think four countries and dang, like 27, 28 states already yeah. and stuff. So you, I mean, go on, take the money and run. <laughs> It's wild though, man. No, it is wild. So, hey, Mr. MGP, sell me some barrels at a thousand, two thousand dollars a barrel. Yeah. And then you're going to buy, you're going to pay me a hundred million dollars oh, for once I, once I do the legwork and but, create the distribution know, and the brand. Yeah. And I did hear and a good they, analysis of the fact that MGP buying the brand back actually reduces their cost of product. So it's actually smart for them as well, because now they're going to be able to produce these kind of things and still sell them at a premium because they've struggled with their own brands. Right. Yeah, if okay. you think about it, what MGP yeah. brands do you really like? Do you like, do you like that Rossville Union Rye or uh Remus is well, they own Remus, but yeah. that's that's really it. I mean, yeah. most, so there's tons of nice premium premium MGPs that that, that, that we love to drink, yeah. but the other companies have really, I guess, done better work with MGP's yes. own juice. Smoke wagon took off. Oh yeah, it might Absolutely. be just I guess due to the Rick houses, quote unquote Rick houses, those smaller guys build or yeah, you never how know. They do it, but Smoke yeah. wagon, Redwood Empire, those guys have have just that's been true. It. Nashville Barrel Company is yeah. just. Man, they've got some Nashville. of the best tasting young stuff. And then you got the OGs like the OKI and the Smooth Amblers and stuff. But I mean, that's yeah. a different level. But um, so let's pivot over for a moment and talk about not just the uh, Penelope in this bottle tonight, but also talk about the Railbird Music Festival. So you guys know that um, well, you weren't part of this discussion, but Stephen and Michael actually went to Railbird last year. So we had a very lively discussion shortly after on this podcast about what they experienced. I want to say they didn't stay as long as some people did. You know, some people went there early and stayed late. And for the majority of those people that went there early and stayed late, and for context here, last year's Railbird Festival was at Keeneland, and they experienced a lot of problems, to say the least, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I heard, no like, people were blowing social media. It was all oh, over yeah. the I mean, news. I, had to work, so I was at work that day, but I just I was checking on the Facebook, and, man, people were going off. People waiting three hours in line for water. Or bathroom, either one. Or ba- yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it was uh, pretty woeful. In fact, I actually uh, was looking back at Facebook here, and <laughs> I won't read the whole thing, but basically after the first day of the Railbird Festival last year, the founders and the people that were running it basically said, we're sorry the festival didn't live up to um, our standards or your standards, and they made improvements, they said, to increase the access to water, let people bring their own water in, and making sure that they make the second day of the festival much better. And I heard from others that it was better, but didn't stop um, there to be... <laughs> the comments on that post. 1.1K comments oh, on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm only seeing some of the ones that, of course, because I'm looking at a historical artifact here of people that were friends of mine, but one of my friends, who I won't name, actually said, this is the worst planned and executed event I've ever attended by far. Ouch. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and and then the other thing is last year do you guys remember there was a vaccine mandate right oh, they kept telling yeah, people yeah, you're yeah, gonna you have to, to show your card to get into the festival even though it was outdoor festival right. i think you had to either do that uh well you had to do that or either show like a negative test or a negative test like right then there on the spot one of those instant tests or something right yeah. right and yeah. so another one of our mutual friends who i can see their comment said well at least y'all half-ass made sure people had vax cards and then put in parentheses you didn't <laughs> oh, wow. so that's just the tip of the iceberg but um i don't want to talk too much about the negatives about railbird because um obviously with it happening tomorrow i mean people in they lexington stacked lineup. Yeah, super excited about the festival that's happening tomorrow um, yeah, overall people tend to love it yeah they had just that issue with water and bathrooms that first day last year but, but for people like us it's a great lineup it's all about the bourbon Yes, exactly. So that's the theme, right? Right. That, that it's not just about music. And so it's not many about the picks artists that are made there, but for this. Yeah. Yeah. And so who are, do you guys know by offhand, like some of the, the vendors that'll be representing down there, are the individual bourbon companies there? Because I haven't gone. Yeah, I think there's individual distilleries that come out there too. Yeah. So individual yeah, um, as far as, well, well, for this year's pick, there's a Wilderness Trail bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a Four Roses single barrel barrel strength. There's two different bullet picks. There's an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Okay. Uh, this Penelope pick that we're going to try tonight. Nice. Is a Blackwood bourbon. Uh, and then I think a Monk's, uh, a Monk's Road. Okay. And there might be one more, but those definitely for sure, and then possibly one more. Yeah. Okay. So. And so if you're thinking about that, it kind of, the way, the way um, if you look at the flyer that they have out for, for Railbird 2023, it says... The infield at Red Mile, which is where they're having it. So the Red Mile racetrack, for those of you who've been to Lexington or those of you who thinking it's not Keeneland, that's where they had it last year. Red Mile was like the gambling cart racing place that is in, everyone call it a little bit more seedy track, but it's still in a good section of town. It's a lot of fun to go over there. I like to go to Red Mile once in a while. But if you look at their the, the handbill, I guess, for this, I mean, the old school handbill, it says music, bourbon, and equine. I don't know what the equine element is just because it's at the horse track. But I'm looking at these artists on here, and I must be really old, or I just don't know what's going on. My eye is originally drawn to Weezer, and I don't know a whole lot of the other people. Um, maybe Ricky Skaggs. Ricky Skaggs. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'd be going here for the music. I'd probably go in here more for the for the, the bourbon. But, of course, a lot of other people would say be going here for the music, right? Because there's a lot of good country artists. Uh, Zach Bryan and Tyler Chil- Childers. And, Childers. Is it Childers? Man. He's I don't like even know how to pronounce this stuff. Uh, see, you, I don't you, even you know aren't in the country at all. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Don't don't ask me. He's huge, here. man. You yeah, know? Do you know? Huge, huge. Child is huge. Yeah, my, uh, Michael is our country music expert, and so when he's on, we always get him talking about country music, gotcha. and it works out really well. But um, when I'm on, I talk about country music, then I mispronounce a really popular country artist's name. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So here's to hoping that tomorrow's uh, festival is actually. Um, a lot better than the previous year and that there'll be a lot of good bourbon, a lot of good times to be had. And so with bourbon and good times, gentlemen, are you ready to start nosing this guy? Let's nose her. All right. Dude, right off the leg, that's honey. Did you say this was finishing honey? No. I said that the, uh, the Rio everyone's uh, going crazy over on secondary is finished in honey and Umbrana. Gotcha. Uh, so I picked up on a really incredibly interesting thing on the nose and you have to know this, but it's a spicy. So there's my wife is from India. Right. We have my my Indian half Indian family, and I'm picking up a little bit of masala peanut oh, on yeah. the nose. 
which is really interesting because I I love eating wasala peanuts and I don't usually I've got that one other time in the whole time of nose bourbon. Yeah, I get the honey, and I definitely get that French oak coming through really strong. Like all that, yeah. those makers French oaks. Yeah, yeah, and that that comes off right off. The, the French oak too. was so strong, it just struck myself in the side of the head yeah. with my glass. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people will not know, but this is actually a blend of two barrels, two actual single barrels. Okay, so so you're telling us about that, and that's yeah. now. I think that's a good segue while we're nosing here to talk about. Yeah how this pick came to be. So you can't act like you don't know anymore. You got to tell us. So how did this pick come to be there, Mr. Mills? Well, yeah, so that's, I got a, with this one, um, I actually was on the pick team that did this and this is actually my blend. So I am actually, Oh, it's your blend. You hear him over here? Oh, it's my blend. It is man. So if you love it, then they stuck to my blend. If you don't like it, then they must've messed it up. Ah. You know, simple as that. (laughs) That's what I say when I cook food at my house. I'm like, if you like it, I'm the best cook ever. If you don't, then I didn't cook it. (laughs) Right. No, I was very blessed, man. Uh, Justin Sloan with Justin's house of bourbon uh, invited me down, uh, to do the pick. Uh, well, I was going down, uh, the actual bourbon junkies okay. were in town that weekend. Oh, nice. So my buddy Ron had already invited me down to J-Hub. Uh, we're going to hang out with the bourbon junkies and chill all day. So I get there a little bit early, and Mike and Danny with Penelope are there, uh, and uh, David Helmer is the head guy of okay. Railbird, uh, is there, and Sloan's like, hey, you want you want to come upstairs and do this Penelope pick? I'm like, uh, you don't have to twist my arm, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, hey. so we went upstairs, um, <laughs> So Mike and Danny had brought out, I mean, we, we probably had eight or nine different single barrels. Um, so we had like three or four initially. Everyone kind of picked, you know, their favorite of, you know, let's say, what's your favorite one of this? Yeah. You know, and then they had three or four more, total eight or nine. But then we kind of narrowed down to three of them. Um, and we narrowed down to three. Uh, one of them was just incredibly chocolate, you know, a little cherry bomb, chocolate cherry. Uh, another one had a little bit higher proof. Uh, or it drank higher proof. Yeah, felt like a much longer finish, but it reminded me a lot of like a Willet, that kind of floral and potpourri, okay. kind of like a Willet. Yep. Um, and I forgot what the third one was, and uh, so we basically go back to those three. We get more pours of those, and everybody in the room is going to just kind of you know drink those three and kind of come up with a winner. Yep. So I'm sitting there thinking, man, this barrel number one that we had, I don't know the exact barrel number, but you know the first one we yeah. had, I'm like, this has got the best front side. This other barrel has, you know, a very, you know, a little bit higher, higher proof, a little more, a little bit proofier than what I wanted as far as like ethanol pop goes, but a really good finish. Um, so I put two parts of this one barrel with one part of this one. Master blender alert. Mixed it up, mixed it up. No one saw me doing it. Uh, let it sit for a minute and I gave it to Sloan. I'm like, hey, try this. He's like, well, what is that? I'm like, just try it some of what you think. He's like, he tastes like, wow, that's the best thing, thing. That's the best of these we've had. I'm like, great. So then uh, I told, uh, it was Danny. Danny had the little kit together. I'm like, Danny, yeah. mix two parts of number one with, you know, one part of number three or four, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then he mixed it up, uh, gave, it, uh, gave it to everybody in the room and everybody just agreed. Boom, here we go. This could be the Penelope pick this year. So how many, at that point when everybody, when you started mixing those up, how many things had been tried? Had you tried through all the barrels? We tried through that? at least eight, yeah, wow. if not nine, but tried to do all of them, you know. And there were some that were just, you could tell, hey, it's not ready yet, or it's just not what we're looking for. Little green. Yeah. Little grass. I hate tasting grass and bourbon. It drives me nuts. But it was, no, it was good, man. Uh, it really was. I could just, you could just kind of tell, like, this had the this had the best front side, but not much of a finish. Yeah. And then w- for the one we mixed it with, had that long, lingering finish. 
And I'm not a huge, I don't love the potpourri florally as if it's super strong. So I'm kind of on my willets that I drink, I yeah. am uh, hit or miss on those. So this has enough of that in there, but it's not overwhelming. I mean, I, don't, I like purple tops. I don't love all of them. Yeah. So. Well, you gonna like this this so blue top. This is a fresh crack, and I've already nosed it again. It's already changed in the last one. So. Yeah, and if you want, man, I've got my frother here. No, Uh-oh. I'm not frothing Anybody anything. that doesn't know about the frother, you need to go buy your frother. If anyone yeah. doesn't know who Kenny Mills is, Kenny shows up to any sipping event and brings a coffee frother. <laughs> Cream, yeah, cream frother. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's actually called a milk You can use frother. it to make lattes, or yes. you can, yeah. yeah. Bur- Kenny makes bourbon lattes. I'm going to froth mine I just froth here. it for 15, 20 seconds, and it's, yeah. it gets a lot of air in there, so it's like being open 30, 45 days. Science I'm going to do the same science thing. Science around it says so, the longer you froth it, the more air it's exposed to it. When air, in Rome. It irrigates itself. That's right. There we go. <laughs> get in there. Froth it, get, it, get it going. But... The as as to go back to what I was saying, it's already changed in the glass for me. So like when I was growing up, like I would help bake uh, with my mom or my grandmother. We'd bake uh, like uh, apple pies, and we'd always use like these red apples. We didn't use green apples, but we used uh, red apples, and mm-hmm. we'd peel off the skins of them first. And dude, it just smells just like red apple skins. Yeah, no, I can get a little bit of that too on the nose still. Yeah, on the nose. Yeah, and and I was gonna say now that you've talked about it, how you select it and everything, I think I think we're ready here to to taste. Yep, I think we're we're ready. When I taste it, to me, it's like a chocolate cherry. That's chocolate what, cherry bomb. So that's what on I the, should expect here? On the front here? and the middle, chocolate cherry, man. I have literally not taken... This yeah. is the first sip of this I've ever had. Right yeah. now, it's coming down. Here we go. All right. All right. For the front front of it, for me, is, is just... Uh, it's, it's Cracker Barrel baked apples. Okay. Yeah. You get the... Now, Cracker Barrel's baked apples aren't overly sweet like some people's are. It's very like a very not i want to say bland but it's not over sugared mm-hmm. and you get the cinnamon and you get the full apple effect but then it goes into yeah what kenny was saying it goes i get the cherry on the very back end of it yeah with some maybe like cocoa nibs yeah yeah i definitely get the chocolate and the cocoa myself you get chocolate and cocoa the one thing that i'm getting a lot of i get that up front and then i get this nice layered spice it's like three layers of spice i get the cinnamon spice is it the cinnamon that i'm tasting that's that the second barrel that's, that's the, the second barrel Okay, yes, so I, one part. I could not handle that all by itself. It was just too much all by itself. Yeah. So when you, when you taste that cocoa and some of that sweet and some of that that's chocolate cherry. That's probably the cool thing about that's blends, That's the first right? barrel. Yeah. And then that second barrel is that long spice and that long drawn out finish. It's a really nice finish. And I mean. Like it's almost cinnamon, but like cinnamon sticks again. So yeah. like, I mean, that's mm. the cool thing about blends is like when you blend two different barrels together, you're going to get the effects of both of them at different parts of your palate. Hmm. That's just a really nice. It's a roller well coaster, done, sir. That's yeah, like a, a really good roller coaster. Good. I think so. Yeah, I like that. And the finish is nice and long and pleasant. Yeah, it's uh, and it's not leaving any. Um, the only little bit of aftertaste that you get is really from the French oak. And I don't know how heavy the French oak is, but right. I mean, makers can be unbearable sometimes. Yes, this is not unbearable. Right, but you do. I think there is a little bit of a contingent of. For a person who's never tasted a French oak bourbon before, they probably won't know what the heck's going on. For but a person that has, this is this is done tastefully nice. It's very subtle, and I yeah. like it. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah Mike and Danny, they, they honestly all the samples they brought us were really good. Yeah, no doubt. When they came down, they didn't they didn't bring any 
any uh, slouches in there. It was yeah, all on, on the barrels. On the back end of this, it's definitely those cocoa nibs. Like you get like the yeah. 80, 85 percent, like super high chocolate, like dark chocolate. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. So when you eat a piece of dark chocolate, and and that's what I was going to ask. Like next. a higher yeah. percent of dark chocolate. I don't want to harp yeah. on this uh, this too much, but I was going to ask you guys, what were you doing between tasting to cleanse your palates? Because we we tend to have little tasting events where we space out our tastes, people drinking water, you might do whatever. But when you go on barrel picks or when you're doing a pick like that, I mean, people want to know because they might get invited to an event one day where they're trying seven bourbons, eight bourbons. And they, what do you do to cleanse your palate between? I, mean, I usually lick my underarm. <laughs> Kenny has the most sensitive... <laughs> sensitive palate when it comes to eating things beforehand no um no i just wondered you know like i eat pepperoncini you know i've recorded uh, videos of me eating the pepperoncinis between my bourbon sips so for me if i truly want to try to (laughs) reset back to zero yeah it is eating a piece of a small piece of dark chocolate okay that 85 90 percent. who got you on that one buddy my man caleb oh you did okay but well i've heard people say corn chips and crackers and stuff i don't know did jayhawk put anything out for you guys anything salty man okay i I don't know i have a such a weak sensitive tongue it's it's ridiculous yeah Uh, anything salty kills me but for now for all those tastings i usually don't really do anything okay Um, i'll wait until the the taste of the one bourbon is gone okay and then i'll drink some water and just water i just cleanse with water man yeah and i think um, that that's really important i don't think that people under but you need you tr- to drink water when you're drinking bourbon you have to drink yes, water yeah, not to. at the same time you don't have to you know you don't have to you can put some drops in your glass you can put some ice in your glass if you desire but we you always sit and eat and we always water, drink the water yeah but now i mean if you truly need a reset the dark chocolate literally just is it, it's a great reset okay it, it truly resets you back yeah so if anybody's uh heading the railbird tomorrow Grab a bottle of that and let me know what you think. Look what did you say the retail on this was? Seventy nine ninety nine. So we'll so, be selling this at the festival. Like you can go yeah. buy a bottle of it at the festival. Yeah. Okay. And just uh, message back on the podcast uh, if you like it. If you don't like it, you know. If you don't like it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and if I know you where you like def- it. You're welcome. Yeah. And if no. you, if you, hey, uh, I know where the guy's at who did it. And I, we yeah. can come, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you where to find him. Only Actually, downfall, th- Anthony. This is synthetic cork, buddy. It is. It is. Synthetic oh well. Cork. Hey, I guess when you chins out on the cork like that, you still get your $100 million deal, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Now, earlier today, though, uh, earlier today I did, I uh, got to try the Four Roses Okay. for the Railbird. Yeah. Uh, I got to try the Lodge Craig Railproof. Dang, so you already been through the, the Wilderness lineup. Trail. Yeah. Both Bullets. I got to hang with you, man. You're a hey, VIP. Man. I'm just sitting at home making eggs for my kids this morning, and you're a, over there trying the bourbons. You know, I'm just a cold booger on the hot plate. <laughs> called justin's house of bourbon <laughs> yeah man, they're good people no that's nice so, that's really good of them no they're, they're great people so yeah i was no able doubt. to try a few of those today with my boy davis that's good all good so gentlemen now that we've had time to talk about this and nose it and taste it would you pass try or buy on this railbird exclusive penelope architect pick bias or unbiased what's that biased or unbiased no we want to hear it listen the man is sitting right here next right. to you you have to say what you – this is what this podcast is about. you got to say what you think, and he can't be offended, right? You have to just say what you're going to say. Yeah, no, I don't I don't get offended. No, and i, I got to say, Kenny, this is – out of all the picks that you've done on a lot of stuff, this is right up there. I think it's one of the better picks that you've done. Um, and this is fresh cracks. So yeah, man. really fresh cracks. Like, yeah. if I yeah. honestly – if I'm being dead serious, I think this is – this has a more resemblance to me of the Maker's Mark FAO2. 
yeah. uh, than, than most things I've tried. And that's the whole different distillate altogether. This is MGP, but if you throw it up there with French oak, you can get cocoa yeah. nibs. Uh, I'm definitely a buy. All right. Um, I'm going to have to go next because I'm guessing that Kenny's going to say he's going to buy. He's smiling yeah, at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he's like, you know, he's going to say he's going to buy. So I'm kind of a wild card here. I tend to just speak my mind without with reckless abandon, and I don't care what the consequences are. So if, if you guys hear Kenny punch me in the face, no, I'm just kidding, Kenny. <laughs> he's getting a little nervous over no, here. Listen no, to the build up. I promise you. You know, um, you know the rules of the house. Like, even if yeah, we pour while we're sipping, that's right. you don't like something, you go pour it out. You that's don't right. finish it. Like, exactly. There's no feelings here like that exactly. at all whatsoever. We're not in the feelings. And so here's where I'm at with this. The number one thing that is crazy is any kind of, is this, do you know if this is MGP distillate or not? Definitely MGP. It's definitely 100% MGP. for sure. So this is MGP distillate. This does not taste like MGP distillate. Not at all, man. Not at all. Not at all. And that, yeah. you, so the only thing that I get is the high rye off the nose. Like right. you get, because MGP is known for their high rise. Yeah. But if with that French stave on it, I don't get any MGP, yeah. it's usually it usually bounces off with yeah. the high rye on the palate in the back, but it doesn't draw me up anything like that. Well, let me th- let me throw a little curveball into this. Okay, and I don't know if you, they'll have any left. Barrel number two, even though it was MGP, barrel yeah. number two, I'm telling you, was so Willet esque. Really, I promise you, it is floral, potpourri, higher spice. So, barrel number two, though, guess who bought the... So, like I said, this is two parts of one barrel, one part of the other. Yeah. Who bought the other half barrel of that? I don't know. Justin's House of Bourbon. Are you serious? It's a single barrel. So, they're going to bottle that. So, if anyone mm. wants to check their website out or get to the store, they mm. might still have some left. I don't know. So, do you know where this came in the Rick House? I don't know anything about that. Yeah. So, so, so yes, it, I agree it's not MGP-esque. Yeah. But if you tasted the two single barrels by themselves, one was clearly yeah. Willet-esque, and the other one... So how you get the cocoa nibs now? Yeah, yeah. Just imagine if it wasn't blended. Right. I mean, dude, it is it is straight cocoa, chocolate, yeah. chocolate, chocolate, yeah. cocoa. Yeah. By itself. So yeah. So going back here, I'm actually going to be at eighty dollars. I'm I'm going to be a buy, and I'm going to say something else about Penelope's Architect series. I don't know what the future holds for it because. Of course, MGP is buying the brand now. We don't know if anything's going to change. Well, you would think that if MGP is buying the brand, that the retail cost might come down on that. It, no, I doubt they're going to. No, right. Come on, they're going to be like, know. oh yeah, we got, they're going to. Well, that's going to make. That's, that's why 80, they paid so much yeah, money for it because right. they're going to. I hope gonna, Mike and Danny yeah. stay involved. And I hope they do too. I, like but, the other ones that made this. Yeah, and what I was going to say is, so this architect series is a nice thing that you can sort of build out what you have going on and. I just want to just throw this in here, even though we're talking about Railbird and they have absolutely no influence. The last time I had a Penelope Architect pick was from Jackson, Wine and Spirit. You brought that over here one night. And we all it liked good. it. Yeah, we yeah, all liked it. Totally it. Was. And so it doesn't taste like this. Was that about a year ago? No, no, that was Six recent. Months ago? That was recently. Was it? That was more recent. I think it was only three. Maybe so three. It was probably only three Penelope's months. Doing great stuff. They also the, okay. all yeah. those picks that are going around the the toasted barrel strength. Yeah. that are going around yeah. picks like yeah. that. Those are great too. Your thoughts, sir? Is there anything else to say? <laughs> I guess I'll be a buy. I yeah. guess I don't know. No, I'm definitely a buy, man. Yeah, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, I mean, do you know? Um, I guess, do you know what the barrel yield or the bottle yield of this was? Because, you know, if you're at the at the festival and you're trying to prioritize your time, you should probably go over and grab um, one. If uh, Give me one second. It might be like, you know. I actually saw them today. Okay. I mean, there should be. I was going to say, with, with a couple of barrels, there should be a couple hundred bottles, right? Yeah, I mean, it should be closer to 200 bottles, I would think. Okay. All right. That. All right. 200, 200 and some change. At Good least. deal. 
Yeah. So if you're, if you're at, and you're trying to prioritize your time and think about where you need to hit, um, I definitely think if you're in to find a really unique bourbon and something that tastes good, you're probably going to want to go over and grab one of these. And so gentlemen, as we're ramping up here and preparing for a lot of people to visit our city, I thought it would be nice to tell our listening audience, if you happen to be in Lexington, if you're here local, if you're visiting us from afar, is there any places and spots that if anybody has time down from the festival that they should check out? Oh, yeah. If you're right there, so if you're, it's at Red Mile. You're going on the same road, going down Harrisburg Road. Ernie's is always my go-to. They have fabulous picks that they have Okay. There. So Ernie's, Ernie's a, what are they, wine and spirits or just Ernie's? Uh, I think they're just Ernie Spirits. Okay. Well, I'm a fat boy, so I'm thinking, when you ask me that question, I'm thinking food. Yeah, food, wine, so liquor, coming up for whatever mile, you want. I would definitely hit up Bourbon and Toulouse right okay. there on oh. South Broadway. <laughs> That's a money place. Uh, yeah. And then you go up a little bit further, and you've got South of Wrigley. Oh, boy yeah. Randall over there just right. killing things at South of Wrigley. Uh, you got to go over there. Man, you got to go South of Wrigley. Man. You get a little bit further out, uh, you want some... Uh, really you want some good food but still a casual environment banners oh yeah great. Oh, absolutely if you're if you're uh, there during the week you need to go dad's favorites yeah south wriggling dad's favorites probably two of the best yeah. hidden yeah. gems in lexington man. if you want some a little bit higher end dining food is ridiculously amazing the mixed drinks around this world is obc oh yeah, yeah. 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 Crew, you gotta sure. do that well i mean absolutely so if you're visiting us we look forward to seeing you and we hope that you have a wonderful time at railbird and with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Magic KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comments section. Until next time, keep it neat.